I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast. Every Mum the Podcast was created for one reason, to get honest about parenthood, about the realities, the joys, the surprises and the fears, the moments that form us and the ones we don't hear people talk enough about, which is why we are so proud to partner with Water Wipes as our sponsor for this season, as they share this mission with us and are such an essential brand for every mum. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes containing just two ingredients, 99.9% water and just a drop of fruit extract, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and also the proud winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, including Best Baby Wipes. During the early days as a parent, everything is uncertain, but choosing the right wipes shouldn't be a worry. With no artificial fragrance, soap, silicones or colours, Water wipes are suitable for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. Together, we are committed to providing more reassurance for parents with trusted products and this podcast, helping us to all take those important steps towards greater confidence while building a community of support for every mum. Today's guest on Every Mum the Podcast, I am over the moon to say that she accepted my invitation to join us um, and be featured on this podcast as a guest. I'm having a bit of a fangirl moment because completely <laughs> obsessed uh, with the last few weeks of her life. It is mum of three, TV and radio presenter, business entrepreneur and huge inspiration with her boundless enthusiasm every Sunday in her sequins and tan and <laughs> fearlessness and great fun. It is Dancing with the Stars 2019 Queen Maraid Ronan. Oh my goodness, what an introduction. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us on Everyone in the Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. So I think we would start with the fact that um, Bonnie, your your gorgeous little baby, was born in August. Yes. How quickly after that did you make the decision to jump on the Dancing with the Stars roller coaster? Um, I got the phone call when I was in the car. Um, obviously, I have Bluetooth. I didn't answer the phone while I was driving. So um, I I answered the phone and it was Larry Bass, who was the boss man of Shinnawill. And Bonnie was about seven weeks old roughly around then wow um, so you're still in the blur oh totally in the blur <laughs> and uh, I had no idea why he was ringing me and then he just blurted it out do you fancy cha cha chang is what he said uh, after Christmas and I burst out laughing I said I don't know if you know this um, Larry but I, yeah. I had a baby in August and he said no no I do know that and I think you'd be great and he gave me the spiel and I said no look it's a lovely offer he knows I'm a big fan of the show yeah um, I was at the final the year before and uh, I said, look, it's a lovely offer, but no, there's no way I could do it. And we said our goodbyes. He did say, think about it. Okay. And we said goodbye. And I honestly thought no more of it for the next few hours. I went about my day. And when Bonnie fell asleep later, when Eliza went to bed and when Dara was asleep later on, I said to Louis, do you know who rang me today? You know that kind of 9, 9.30 time that you might get to chat to your when husband? When you start thinking like <laughs> yeah. a functioning adult again. Yeah. <laughs> you know who rang me today? And I told Louis and he said, but you have to do it. I said, no, no, I've said no. There's no way I'm going to do it. And that's when I kind of started to yeah, think about doing that it. That it could happen. That it could happen. And I said to Louis, really? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you love the show. You've made me watch it for years. You have to do it. So I rang my sisters the next day and both of them said, no way, you're <laughs> mad. There's no chance. No way you're bonkers to even think about the, doing that. And then I rang my agent and she said no. 
Wow, your agent even says no. And I have a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant close relationship with Joanne and I understand why she was saying no. Yeah. Because she said, you have zero level fitness. You're still exclusively breastfeeding. You Your are, body is postpartum you, as well. Like yeah, she said, what are you thinking of? Jumping around the place, yeah, leaping into yeah. someone's arms. And she Think said, of the pelvic floor. <laughs> she was <laughs> saying, you're, you're not going to be able to do it. And the word she used over and over again was, it's grueling. Do you understand yeah that the schedule is grueling right you should not even think about doing this let's do let's see if we can do it next year so then again I went back to the no probably you're right you're right you're right I shouldn't do it how did that make you feel actually when when people were advising you actually maybe you shouldn't and it's you know they weren't being Debbie Downers no of course not they were they were thinking of you they were thinking of me and and um but then so was Louis. Yeah. (laughs) and I have to say he's the person who knows me better than anybody yeah and he was saying you're in good shape you feel like you're in Actually. good shape. You and he meant in good shape for after the baby. Yeah, yeah. And um, he said, "You look. You've spent pretty much the last two and a bit years either being pregnant, breastfeeding, getting over pregnancy, pregnant again, breastfeeding, and this is something you've you've loved. Why would you not do something for you?" And he, when he said that line. I kind of went okay I'm really going to think about it now so I had to ring Larry Bass back and say you know that no I told you that it might not be a no just yet can you give me can I can I be a maybe and um, so then it became a maybe and then a couple of weeks later it became a yes so it didn't become a yes until after Halloween so I went from maybe late September I did really, really think about it. So, okay. So um, you you weren't held to a very quick no, decision. No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. So I, I was in around Halloween. I know that because I remember having Halloween decorations in the house yeah, when I officially yeah. said yes. <laughs> you know, with a kind of scary pumpkin looking at me. Ah, what have I done? Um, yeah. So that's, And when that's did training happened. start? Training starts um, in early December. Um, okay. But the, the scariest thing in, in Dancing with the Stars is this mixer night they do. So you've signed the contract. Mm. You do not know who your dance partner is going to be. You do not know who else has signed up for the show. Um, so it's you alone. Blind faith. Going into <laughs> a room on a Monday night in, in Dublin. And when you walk into that room, that's where all the pro dancers are. And that's where everybody else, the cast, have, everyone else has signed up are in that room. And they just see how everyone mingles and mixes and they may have paired you with somebody else and you may not talk to that person that night. So they might yeah. the next day they go, uh oh, let's actually put Maraid with this person instead or let's put so this they're kind of watching the mingle and seeing who, kind of, yeah. who would be who would work well. Who would with work who. well. Um um because ultimately I have to say as a production, they want everyone to get on. They don't want um, I suppose any negativity around it they want people to get on well and so uh, I had I had gone into this wanting John Nolan as my partner because I've watched the show for the previous two years and he always just stood out as somebody who seemed really kind really patient so uh, I went in I spotted him and you're mine (laughs) I just didn't leave his side for the for the night I just kind of stood with him all night going I really and like really obvious I really want to get you yeah. I really really want to get you as my partner he's like I kind of hope I get you too Aww. so um, so the producers took the very strong hint yeah but as we found out subsequently we'd already been paired okay yeah, so that was nice so you didn't have to, to do that I didn't uh, have to do that at all I actually couldn't talk to anybody else that night <laughs> so I was getting John anyway which was so good. here you are though you've made the decision yes. you've made the commitment Louis is fully on board yeah. and really that was kind of what pushed you 
into the it, yes having it, him say go for it it was and you know I I met my pal Annie Geary my pal from Ireland's fittest family and she'd obviously done Dancing with the Stars the year before and she completely spelled it out for me in okay. in in every way how much work you need to put in how exhausted you're going to be how frustrated you're going to be but how good the experience is if you just fully get on board yeah. with it so she I, sold it to you she did um, and I'm really glad I had that chat with her because I probably wouldn't have gone in with my eyes as open as I did if it wasn't for that lunch date we had and 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 plus I was able to tell Louis that so yeah. I said this and I said that so I'm going to have to do these hours if I get to this week yes. but if I you know so I was able to he Plan was it. he was he was prepared um as much as I was and and that's what made it as I won't say easy yeah. but you know but you had sight smooth, I of suppose. what was ahead and you could make those arrangements because essentially it's just like any woman going back to work. It is. And I have to say the early days are exactly like that. It was no different to me returning to work after Dara all those yeah. years ago when I was younger and fitter and I was returning to the Ray Darcy show and that was Ray Darcy show years were a blur. They were, I have to say, they prepared me for Dancing with the Stars. They were mm. hectic. They were full on. They were long days. There was lots of trips here, there and everywhere. Um, you know late night working whether it was on the laptop or mm. um, or I said being being away somewhere around the country so um, you know they they prepared me very very well and when I returned to work after I had Dara it was really tricky and there was only one you yeah. know it's 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 really tough going back to work after you have a baby there's no there's no easy way of doing it especially did you find going back after your first did you find that actually after you know Eliza and Bonnie were you over the overwhelm in a certain way or, or was it similar to when you went back after Dara? Um, no, I definitely found going back after Dara the, the toughest. Um, yeah, that was definitely the hardest. Um, after Eliza, so I decided to take some time out and I went back to work purely just for myself. So that's when I decided to Lovely. Okay. to leave Today FM, to leave that security, yeah. <laughs> that full-time employment and, and free fall. Now, I continued to work but I, I worked in bursts. So okay. I had, you know, a week here, a week there. I was doing fitness families. I was doing getaways. I was working on Faro. I was working, it might've been for super value, but I would have two weeks at home of no work. And then I could be working flat out for 10 days. And um, so I decided to, to do that in Eliza. And I definitely got a lot of home time with her. And I wanted to do that for me as much as her to see, did I want to be, full time yeah. at home because I had never done that I'd mm. only done that on maternity leave and I wanted to explore that side and see did I want to do that and I discovered I didn't mm. it's 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 and not you don't know till you try you don't know till you try and I, I remember when I was full time you know up to my neck in work in Today FM mm. going oh my god I just I just want to be at home that's where I want to be I, I, I want to be on top of the house I want to be on top of my shopping I want to be on top of the cooking um, and I want to be on top of all things to do with the kids and um, but as it turns out this sounds crazy but I'm more efficient when I'm working I'm on top of laundry and shopping and cooking when I have some work in my life I don't know why that is I've I've racked my brains to as to why but when I'm at home full time actually I'm kind of rubbish so but you're not alone in that I think that a lot of working mums do talk of the the deadline yeah. and the 
you just power on yeah and you just get it done you get it done but then that can also lead to the burnout yeah because you don't recognize that you're just on this treadmill of activity Mm -hmm. and it's just go 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 and maybe both sides of it we're just being too harsh on ourselves it's like on one hand it's I feel guilty I'm not at home I'm not on top of the house I'm not on top of this I'm not on top of that I'm not doing enough and then you are at home and you're still saying I should be doing more I'm not efficient enough and I have too many hours in my day and I'm not doing (laughs) I'm not productive enough I know I'm not baking scones with the kids I'm I'm a terrible mother (laughs) I'm not the vision of domestic goddess I thought I would be at home and maybe there's a work part of me that isn't fulfilled when I'm at home but what, what I mean I find I am better at ticking all of the boxes when I have some work. And I, and and one of the other boxes I will tick is a bit of time for myself. Yeah. Um when I was at home full time on Eliza, I actually found I found more burnout. I don't know why. And she's an amazing little kid. She's not a demanding because being child. a mother at home is the hardest job. It is. It is. It is it's very, really very tough. exhausting. Yeah. And there's very little feedback. Yeah, there's and none. you don't get to bounce off other people's energy and you don't get to have a friendly colleague kind of yeah. pick you up and or that have the chats with or that quick coffee at 11 on your own yeah. or I found um, I didn't get to ever read a paper it's something I really like to do mm-hmm. I I didn't that's just that's part of my personality and it's probably been part of my career for so long that when that was gone from my life I really missed it yeah you know and I and again I had this very very much wanted second baby who I adore she makes me laugh every day but yeah it was a part of you that wasn't there a part of me that was missing and what I have found I suppose now having a third child Mm. that I don't want to forget the person I was before I had any of them I'm still Right. You still matter. I'm I still have the same likes and dislikes yeah. and being a, a mom is definitely my favorite job and it's the best thing I've ever done. But I still like to acknowledge the girl who I was before I had any of them. And that's it's that's so important. Mm-hmm. Like we did a we did a piece of research with over 3700 mums and it was an absolute recurring theme. That in that phase, once you transition from who I am as a woman into who I am as a mother, there is this kind of identity crisis. Oh, yeah, definitely. And losing yourself because you just fall off the pecking order in terms of like everything, everything. You're you're like, I'll eat whenever everybody else is fine and I'll do the thing that I want to do or I'll just cancel every plan or every hope or every ambition (laughs) because I'm just here to make sure that you're okay. promotion. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard to regain that and do you think that's what really kind of motivated you third time going no there's this chance here mm-hmm. I'm going to be brave and I'm just going to grab it yeah and I wasn't being brave I I, I will say that my husband made me a little yeah. bit braver and um, but I'm so so glad I did and brave is you know people say oh you're very brave and I know they mean it genuinely but I wasn't performing brain surgery I I wasn't battling an illness no. I was dancing I was learning a dance which is something a really joyous thing to do albeit sometimes very frustrating and I was dancing it on the TV live TV <laughs> and See, that, that was, sounds brave to me <laughs> it is yeah it was but I had to I also kept myself in check and said yeah 
It's just a bit of fun. It's definitely a bit of fun. It's a big opportunity. I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. If I'm really awful, I kept saying this because my son was really worried about me. He was like, oh God, I'm so worried about my He was so nervous. And I kept saying to him, the worst thing that will happen tonight, like the worst thing that will happen is I go home. Is that, is that really so bad? You know, what if you fall? And I said, well, then I'll end up going home. Yes. Is that the worst thing that can happen? And when you, when something is very scary, whether it's, you know, whatever the challenge is, if you just kind of boil it right down and just say, what's the worst thing that can happen? And that was the worst thing that would happen. I would go home week one. I'd go home week two. I'd go home week three. But I would still have had the, all the weeks beforehand to, you know, that were, were so much fun. I got to know John. I got to wear three or four sparkly dresses. I got to have gorgeous hair and makeup and I got to learn a couple of dances. So I went in with that and it worked. It just it it's a really good method to get over the overwhelm because I think mainly if that was me, I'd be thinking, but how am I going to manage it? How am I going to the Do, manage- just how am I going to fuel myself on no sleep and how am I going to well, I think- show up every day and train and then how am I going to have the energy for it all and just I think when you're I think being a mum really really helped me with the tiredness was already there I mean I've been operating on a level of tiredness yeah. for <laughs> years two, well you know since since Eliza has come along so she's two and a half so for two and a half years and you add on the pregnancy you know the last few weeks of your pregnancy yeah, you're, not sleeping. you're not sleeping so essentially let's say three years I've been operating on a level of tiredness but then you become used to that yeah. and then you can work off that and I can eat whenever because that's what I've been doing for the last few years uh, so it definitely did help me I I remember we were all learning a big group dance and Holly Carpenter who is one of the funniest girls and I'm not sure it came Aww. across on TV Holly is very very funny she was there one day in the in the early days going oh my god I'm so tired <laughs> and I mean I wanted to get my gear bag and belt her over the head and say excuse me you're really, tired really. you had eight hours last night in your <laughs> mum and dad's house and, and you had a bath as well because I saw it on Instagram so I but I know she was genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. floored completely floored from the hours she was putting in yeah and because it was completely it's all relevant it was exactly yeah. so um I was saying I'm actually fine you know I'm I'm fine with this because I have been go 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 and operating on maybe five maybe six hours yeah. another night maybe four another night so it's <laughs> Definitely just being functioning. a mom, you know, it gave me the edge that's, that others didn't have. But maybe that's it, uh, you know. But it's 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 a it, for me sometimes it's a frenzied yeah. edge. Yeah, it's a frenzied edge. And then you're edge, like, definitely, I can yeah. see the crash. Yeah, it's yeah. approaching, <laughs> and you do need to put in those kind of watch outs. Yes. Have you anything built into your world that means that there's some kind of energy or some kind of self-care or some kind of time that you just know that's when I recharge I, there, there is for sure um, and Dara is from um, a previous relationship so Dara spends one night a week with his dad during the week and that's Wednesday nights and uh, we don't have a spare room in our house that we live in right now and um, Louis would always say you know on Tuesday night he'd be like, Dara's not here tonight <laughs> You've, he's eyeing up the bed <laughs> you've no you've you've got Dara's bed tomorrow okay. oh, you know so that would kind of keep me going this was all just during Dancing with the Stars yes. and he would I would have 
one night a week for sure completely uninterrupted nice. really nice 8.30 hit the bed wow. and in those cold nights a hot water bottle and just go to bed and he would have dealt with the girls and that when I was breastfeeding you I would have pumped and left him up there tell and me more so, about Louis this sounds amazing <laughs> but the thing is I you know I have done a lot of thanking Louis publicly and privately yeah but he has also said to me that well I have done more than 12 weeks for him yeah. and and I have done more than 12 weeks when he has gone out to work and he has when I've been as I said exclusively breastfeeding there's nothing he can do he no. was having all the uninterrupted sleep that a man can have yeah and he just gave that back to me for Dancing with the Stars and he said to me I just did what anyone should do so he's not looking for any bouquets of flowers or cards or uh, you know and no but he, it's still it's, it is true he, he just did what I have done before for for him and he set up his business a few years ago and I was there for all of that so um yeah he's just he's just given back what I've given to him but it's a real sign though of a partnership like absolutely it, it it has to work yes in unison yes there has to be times where people just like you just step in you say okay I'm I, gonna I'm doing this steer one. the ship for the next while exactly you you go you do you we'll be fine yeah but then vice versa as well exactly and he you know I remember around around Valentine's you know he said to me I don't have a card for you and I said yeah. I don't care that you don't have a card for me you see that card that you didn't buy you can shove that card that you didn't buy Yeah. <laughs> but he had lasagna Yeah. and I got in at about 10 past 7 starving yeah. exhausted Bonnie was ready for bed or probably already in bed and there was a lasagna there and I said oh, I, I love you so much I don't care yeah. about he didn't do any the big stuff the stuff I don't care about the stuff I care about the food mm-hmm. And the stuff that's supposed to be done was done. And that to me was all the romance I needed and is all the romance I needed. And um, it's and a real leveler, I find, it, having kids. You, you start realizing that that's important. All of this extra stuff that you feel guilted into supposed to, to, doing. to doing. It's not you're important. Like, yeah, I don't have any of that for yeah. you right now. No, it's, it's not important. Kettle's on. Kettle's on. <laughs> Babies in Baby Grove changed. And there's food in the oven that... I'm just going to serve up to you now. That to me is yeah. winner, winner every Fueling time. you. Yes. And um, yeah, so that to me was very much happy Valentine's Day. I love you so much. <laughs> Have you found that experience with Eliza and Bonnie very different to when Dara was born? Yeah, I, I have. And for various different reasons. But one being I'm older and wiser. And definitely with age and maturity comes calmness I have found uh, an inner calmness in me and kind of what I was just talking about what's really important you know I probably would have tidied the house more on Dara in case somebody called in I would have wanted things to look Mm. a bit more I'm on top of it I'm on top of everything whereas now I really don't care who calls Mm. in and the place is trashed Mm. Um, it's my home Mm. and you're welcome to come into it as it is and um yeah, I just I've definitely found on both the girls I'm a lot more chilled and um the signs of perfectness don't mm. need to be there at all. Um but with Dara I was twenty six, just turned twenty seven and uh I don't know why. I was trying to be all things to all people and nothing to myself. 
But maybe that's the transition again, that you thought you were going to be exactly who you were, being able to do exactly what you could do yeah. with a baby. Yeah. There was just a yeah. little, there's just a little cute thing that's being added on yeah. to your life. Yeah. Your life doesn't change. Oh my God, it does change. And it just changes completely. Yeah. And then, but you're still fighting the change. I found I yeah. was fighting the change. I was still trying to, I was annoyed at myself for not being able to do and be who I was. Yeah, I, I got a photograph sent to me recently by Jenny Kelly um, who myself and Jenny and Ray Darcy all yeah. had you know worked together for so many years and Jenny sent me a photo she was clearing out something and came across lo- a bunch of old photos of us together and she had written on the back she took the photo and written on the back because obviously it wasn't on a phone <laughs> Ta- it was a photograph that was taken and developed um, you know, Mairead and Dara and Dara was two weeks old to the day so Dara was 14 days old I'm in a little green v-neck dress blow dried hair full face Looking of makeup gorgeous. and I had them over in my house and I had kind of made sandwiches and there was cakes and now obviously I hadn't made any cakes but I looked going what on earth was I thinking and she you know she texting back and forth going I don't know but you were so annoying she said to me you were so annoying you were so annoying that day because you were so perfect when actually I wasn't at all perfect at all and I had even... horrific horrific birth so I was obviously I know I was on an awful lot of pain medication that day like an awful lot um so yeah I don't know what I was thinking but I just thought that was the thing to do have people over they want to see the baby they want to see me everyone's and, and let's just look lovely and did you think they were projecting that made it look like everything was under control I wasn't thinking anything I was just doing it like, mm. I honestly wasn't having those thoughts I need to look a certain way I need to dress a certain way I need to I remember that time just going, people want to see the baby, people want to see me, so, you know, let's have them all over. Bonkers. <laughs> like when I had Eliza, do not knock on the door unless you're invited was the memo I sent out. <laughs> or bringing food. <laughs> that was it. And nobody had a problem with that. Of course. No one had a problem with that. I did say, and the memo was to family, come in anytime because they were coming with food, you know. Yes, and they, I and knew, to help. And they were coming to walk Murphy or take Eliza out for an hour. So they were always welcome, both families, Louise and mine do not need to send a text you do not need to knock or, or you know have an invitation come anytime but anybody else do not come to my door unless you're invited in so um but I didn't do that on Dara and I don't know if that's a lot of mis- it's a mistake I think first time mums do yes. they just they just do it because everyone is so excited for you and, and you're excited you want to you show are excited. off you're like, you want to show off your this. little baby yeah and um you want to see the baby before they grow too big should they grow overnight you want to see them um, I think and you're, you're so proud of yourself as well like you yeah. really want people to it's like proof and there's, of, I did it there's also a level a huge amount of gifts that you don't get on baby number two and baby number three <laughs> you get an abundance of gifts trying to so, capitalise on the gifts yeah, so um, yeah I, I, I think if I could give advice to first time mums mm. it would be chill out with the visitors and they you know wait just relax there's a really great piece of advice um, that my GP gave me, which was a week in bed mm-hmm. and a week on the couch. And she even wrote it on her prescription pad. I love that. So on my last GP visit before my due date, yeah. which is, I don't know, maybe a week, 10 days before the due date, she was like, no. And she was so good because it wasn't just, you know, here's what you need to know. She'd sit back afterwards and be like, no. Mm-hmm. Here's what's actually going to happen. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) And then she'd bring all of her wisdom. And then she handed me the prescription pad and she was like, I am your GP. I'm your doctor. I have led you to this point. You need to trust me going forward. Here is what you need to do. 
and you need to take this as serious as if I was giving you a prescription of an antibiotic or whatever. You need to follow this. You need to let your body relax. You need to let your body recuperate. You need to just, especially for breastfeeding, you need to let it all establish. She even, she said to me, um, have you ever had a dog? And I said, well, yes. And she said, well, imagine dogs. What do they do when they're learning to breastfeed or when they're established mm-hmm. with it? It's like, they just lie there. And she mm-hmm. said, exactly. exactly. Why are women getting up and getting themselves? So she said, if you just change your pajamas every day, you've done too much in the first seven days. <laughs> and it was really solid advice because it wasn't anecdotal. Yes. It was like, no, you need to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the crash will come. And yeah. you'll 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 power on with adrenaline and then the crash will come if you don't actually just take care of yourself in those early few weeks. Yeah, I know it is. It is true. I felt, though, after Eliza, I was so happy and so happy. I felt so well. Yeah. And the birth was so easy. That in comparison, in to comparison Dara. to Dara, that I I I mean, I got out of hospital I had her really, really late on a Monday night and I left hospital on Wednesday morning. Myself, I wanted to go home. Yeah. And I walked down to the school to collect Dara from school with Eliza uh. in the pram. And I m- my mother-in-law was saying, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be able for you. This is, you know, <laughs> she was saying. And, but I said, I just, I feel amazing. And I think, I also think if you do feel that way, to, to go with that because the last place I wanted to be those few days later was bed I didn't want to be in bed yeah. I felt so good and so happy and it probably was a ma- it was a it was a high that I was on but I wanted to go with that and I did and um and I got to see a few people in those few days invited guests only yes um and then a week later I was able to just yeah relax got to school it. and myself and Eliza were able to just chill on our own at home and uh, there was nowhere else I wanted to be. I didn't want to be in hospital. I was very, very happy being at home after I those few days. I was the same. I checked myself out after one night. Yeah. I <laughs> well, I wanted to go home on the Tuesday and they said, no, you've just had a baby at 11, 11.37, you know. So they said, mm. technically, you, you need to stay another night. So, okay. But I think that's important, though, to follow whatever feels right, right. for you. Yeah. Um, But to listen to your body as mm-hmm. well. Don't, don't, yeah. don't keep on the treadmill of, of like if you need to just chill Stop. out chill out if yeah. you need to get fresh air and feel like you again go do that too yeah I did and I didn't the weight loss thing is the biggest is a big thing that hangs around new mums and everyone you know are you going to start exercising now again and I was like when I'm ready when and I was this on Dara or on, no on on Eliza I suppose on Dara I was much younger so it kind of just happened itself, mm-hmm. you know, and breastfeeding does help. But on Eliza, it didn't. It mm. it wasn't it wasn't coming wasn't away. In fact, I was probably gaining because I was so happy and mm. I was sitting there feeding. She was feeding her and I'm feeding myself. And, and I've never been hungrier never been, breastfeeding. Oh, my God. They, they like <laughs> your yeah. tummy. You're saying, I only fed you an hour ago. Starving. <laughs> Starving. Um, so it wasn't happening. And I remember going on a holiday um the, just after the Christmas so she was born in September not Christmas <clears throat> and I remember being in you know bikini swimsuit and really not caring it was a real again I think it was a maturity thing I I didn't care yeah I was in a bikini at a swimming pool with lots of other gorgeous bods around and I for the first time 
in my life didn't give a hoot I didn't give a hoot my boobs were gigantic they were like two footballs they were breastfeeding my belly was jelly belly my thighs were probably bigger than they've ever been I didn't care I was I didn't care it was a it was a lovely feeling to and what do you think spurred that on what gave you I, the, the switch off to not care I think it's um, an inner happiness happiness and a security in myself my marriage um, my husband was always telling me I was lovely yeah. I mean I'm sure now if you know I completely lost the run of myself <laughs> he would also be the first person to say rain well, that in there now about you. he would but um, I remember mentioning a few times oh you know I know I know I know I've got a, I know I've got a bit of weight to lose and Lily was saying to me she's three months mm. and I remember you know that was it was always it was the right thing to say yes what on earth was I talking about? She was yeah. only three months. So he was saying that to me. It allowed me to just enjoy that time and um, to enjoy just sitting all the time and feed her and to be in a bikini and get some sun on my body and um, not be, you know, yeah, covering, yeah, yeah. you know, covering myself and everything. Just feeling insecure. Yeah, really. exactly. So um, it was lovely. And I... I had never had a holiday before where I wasn't going, oh God, look at her. She got a gorgeous bod over there. She's so old. The self-comparison. Yeah. I didn't do it on that holiday. It's the only holiday in my life I've never done it. And it was lovely. And I think women do that comparison thing all the time because the minute you're pregnant, all of a sudden this focus goes to your body. Yes. The world is commenting on how's your bump? Is it big? Big. Is it small? Is it it on your back? Is it on your bottom? Your bump is very small. Yeah. She's a very big bump. Yeah. And there's just all of this body analysis that goes along with simply just being pregnant that's all mm-hmm. very normal and and it can be lovely too it's really lovely yes. to like celebrate the bump and uh, you know yeah. I, I I actually felt most confident I think at eight nine months pregnant yeah ever that was when I just was like god this is amazing <laughs> I just loved it um so it's not necessarily your confidence isn't linked to this to the size and the changes but I think that there's this kind of general tracking of how you look yeah for those nine months yeah there is there and is and then afterwards there's this tracking of the reversal of, of that. that yeah and or the bounce back the bounce back and looking at that old wardrobe going okay when am I going to be the old me again and reverse all of this I don't think you're ever ever going to be the old you no I mean you know, you made cage. a human. Yeah, you've yeah you've cooked a human. You've had a yeah. human, and rib pretty cage, big. Ribcage <laughs> never goes back to no, never goes back. Never does. Even if you go back to your size or weight, the ribcage has changed. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. The bounce back, I just think is, it's an awful, it's an awful pressure that's put on women. And again, I've three kids. Each one of them has been different. Yeah. The, dare I say, bounce back has been different. On all of them. And the labour is different. Completely and different. Completely impacts when you physically are going to be ready yeah. for any amount of exercise. Absolutely. Like your first, it's not for everyone, but my first was the worst by a mile. And then he turned out to be an angelic baby, thank God. Um, and Eliza was, you know, very, very easy. I just took my time after that. And Bonnie was easy peasy. Like... I'm so lucky it she was it was all very nice and she was a very easy baby after that so if it wasn't 
for the easy labor and yeah. easy baby that I got at the end of it there's no way I could have gone on to do Dance with the Stars um, if it was Dara and the experience I had then not a hope I would have been able to do that show not a hope I think that's really important because I'm sure some women who had a baby at the same time that you had Bonnie are looking at you on a Sunday going I'm still in my leggings how is she in the sequence I know and I did get an awful lot of messages going are you not afraid now with all those jumps that you might pee yourself (laughs) no I was never afraid of that I made sure I did all of my exercises religiously every day on all of them all of the pelvic floor exercises after them and you know all of them Yes, I was very good at that. So, but it's but so there like having some form of exercise obviously, although getting away from this bounce back culture, you did it for different reasons. I did I definitely did it for different reasons, yeah. And you it was clear that you found it just so much fun to be back doing something physical. Yeah, and I was I was eased into it by the production staff because my first dance was a slow waltz and you have 4 weeks to learn your first dance, which is hilarious because after that you've got about 4 days. So my first dance was a slow dance. They didn't throw me in to do, a, you know, a sexy salsa or something like that. You know, it was very slow, romantic and um, but tough, tough on the body. But it was slow. So I was um, I was eased into all that after after giving birth just 14 weeks beforehand. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Mm. My child is nearly two and I still can't imagine being ready. So working mum of three, what is the biggest challenge to your world? Oh, the biggest challenge is, um, it is just that, (laughs) being a working mum. It's trying to, trying to be a good mum and trying to be a good employee, wherever that may be, because I'm self-employed and I work for various different organisations all the time. So trying to do whatever job I have well and trying to be a good mom and trying to be it sounds old-fashioned but be a good wife um but you're the glue but I am the glue two of you are the glue yes keeps that all going and I know and I know Louis would say he also wants to be a good Mm -hmm. husband I think sometimes people go oh my god being a good wife it sounds like that tv show but uh (laughs) the good wife um but trying to be good at all the things that are in my life and um, I think sometimes you are juggling all these balls and sometimes one ball drops mm. and um, it's how fast you pick it up so if it's I'm being a terrible mom, I quickly pick that up and then I might be not great at job or be a good business partner in Faro or sometimes I'm not a great wife but you can only juggle so many balls mm. um, before one of them drops and um, it, it is a challenge but uh, I think when you're in a good partnership whatever that partnership is, is if you are married or you're not married or you're gay whatever your partnership is if you're in one make it a good one because that really helps everything and when you do drop it not feeling like you're terrible at all of them yes yeah because that can almost happen that if if something drops a little it's like oh I'm just I'm the worst at all of the things and I'm overwhelmed and I can't do any of it right. I was chatting to girlfriends about this very thing recently and it, one of them said it's kind of like when you are trying to be healthy all the time and mm. it's not I don't try to be healthy I make it part of my everyday life so then that removes the guilt but I think when you know you might have a, a binge or a party and you've had loads of dodgy food and then you have drinks and then the next day you're craving the Chinese and you have the Chinese and then you might have a glass of wine that night and then the next day it's built in it's to not let that happen it's to kind of 
it's to not let it go from being just uh, one night to seven nights. It's to, if you drop a ball, make sure you pick it up quickly and not feel bad about it. Just go, that was okay. That's done now. I'm back in. Um, whereas I think sometimes with, you know, healthy buzz, you go and drop it again. Well, that's it. Sure, it's done now. I've, I've eaten the Chinese. Yeah. I've had a bottle of wine. Sure, I'm terrible now. I'm not going to be healthy at all. I'm just going to eat these. I'm off the diet. It'll never happen. I'm just going to have this gigantic bag of minstrels now as well. It's just finished me off altogether. It's to not do that. And well, sometimes you know, the other time. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's to just kind of, it's to just go, okay, I did that. Not give up on the whole thing. Exactly. Just because you're struggling. Yeah, just go, I'm going to pick that ball back up and uh, and and go again. And if another one drops, exactly, don't have don't have too much, too much guilt. And that maybe I set the expectation too high to begin with. And maybe it just needs more time. Exactly. I, I left Today FM two years ago because I was, I felt dropping balls all over the place mm. and I needed to just go stop mm. and I did that press to myself pause. press pause I loved my job in radio I loved FM I still do um, I was actually crying handing my notice in which yeah. was hilarious I'm, and and the guy he, one of the directors who took it from me said are you sure are you sure <laughs> no, I'm really sure I want to do this honestly it's a big risk um, but I was doing lots of things wrong yeah um, or feeling like you were doing nothing I was feeling wrong. like exactly well, you I probably you're weren't. dead right I felt like I wasn't doing my job properly I felt like I was always giving out to Dara for no reason like where's your hurling helmet what you, what do you mean you don't know where your hurling, hurling helmet is I mean I didn't wear it last you yeah. wore it last your patience was in I, decline why on earth was I giving out to you know a nine year old who couldn't find his hurling helmet I'm his mother I should actually know where it is yeah. Um, you know Eliza was very small and we were looking for a house and there was all these things going on and the only one I could actually step back from was Today FM. I couldn't step back from the kids or looking for a house. They're locked in. Or my marriage. They were all locked in. So uh, I just, I needed to step, again, step off the world for a little bit and um, and I'm so, so, so glad I did it. Were you afraid? I wasn't really I think I'd wor- I think I'd reached that breaking point of something's again the mm. balls were everywhere they were all over the place smashing picking them up smashing again so I had to do it and um and again with Louis backing I said I just need I need to do something else or not do anything and he said let's you just free fall for a while you've enough experience you'll be able to work mm. you know just just Trust do this the process. just yeah just yeah just just free fall was the word and um and it was nice. It was really, really nice to do it. But I, I did. I did ball my eyes out. And I got a big send off from the In Dempsey show. Lovely. Cried my eyes out that day with my bunch of flowers going home. Um, but ultimately was delighted I did that at that time. Had that time because we managed to finally find a house. I managed Good. to find Dara's hurling helmet. <laughs> and, um, and I got to explore life at home as a mum full time. So um, I'm really glad I made that decision. And I... I think it's one if you can I think everyone should do it for a time to, to to see if it's for you you know and again it comes down to financial reasons but uh, I think if you can do it it's a nice thing to try because it de- you've, I found out a lot about myself during during that time an and, awful lot and in contrast the reverse it's about if you're at home and you want you feel like you're dropping balls all over the place there and you <laughs> want to try something <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's about giving yourself the permission and the freedom mm-hmm. and just because you're locked into something, if it feels like it's no longer serving you, yeah. you know, take a risk. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, 
have the support around you and figure a new plan out. I think women now, we've more choices than we ever had. Which can bring more more pressure too. It can bring more pressure. And we've definitely more choices than just generation before my my mother had. Um, So yeah, there comes a lot of pressure with that. You are still supposed to be an amazing Mm -hmm. mum who can bake and cook a meal from scratch um, yet hold down a successful career and be at every GAA match and um, you know help out on the committees in the school and the GAA club and one which I've been roped into next week um, <laughs> so you know you are supposed to be all these things and be you and, and be, be happy and be you yeah and be happy and my mother always worked while I was a child but she always worked part time and you know I think for when your children are a certain age that that definitely will tick a lot of boxes for women who want to work because it takes that gigantic stress away they get to go and have their their foot in the door of a place um, they enjoy it they get away from the kids They um, but then they also get to be on top of things as well um, I have girlfriends actually of all sorts like in girls who don't have any children 38 year old married friends who have no kids I have 38 to 40 whatever plus friends who have children and have very successful careers and I have some who've had very successful careers and have totally chosen themselves to step back and stay at home and one in particular is the happiest I've ever seen her she is she's a different person and the person she is now is not the person she ever would have thought she'd be Mm. but she is definitely the happiest version of herself by making that choice so I I think you know we we are saying to the girls go study Mm. go track along with men but some of those women will choose themselves absolutely to stay at home and be mothers and be very happy and what I hate is that sometimes now those women are criticised yeah um, her own mum is still on at her a couple of years later going why on earth you know are you at home and she's like because I, I want, want to be, to be. Mm. this is where I want to be but her mum can't understand it because her mum didn't have the opportunities that she had and I think those women they need to be allowed to do that too of course they do. so what that she did four years in college so what that she had an amazing career she loved her career she was brilliant at it but she's a brilliant mum and loves being at home that's not for me and she, you know I, I'm okay with saying that's not for me and she's one but of my close it. friends you've tried it in every single way to see what, what does your happiness look like yeah my happiness to me is working sometimes not all of the time it's being at home sometimes not all of the time that's the happy version of me and those bursts of work keep me happy and then I'm very happy if I've got a whole I can sometimes have a month at home yeah lovely I can sometimes have not one single day at home for you know a week and I'm very lucky in the childcare that I have I have the same childminder for 11 years oh amazing yeah so you know she's worked with us for 11 years from when I went back to Today FM after Dara she's never left and we are extremely lucky we've a fantastic relationship we 
have taken care of each other in in various different ways you know and how I've taken care of her in ways and how she's taking care of my kids I can you know I can never repay her um but and that's such a support it is to you that, that, oh. that enables you to go and fulfill the things in your career that you want to do or fulfill the things just in your personal life that you want to do yeah. having that trust child childcare that you can just walk out the door and know everything is okay it was advice I got from someone when uh, the first time we, we hired her um, and on my first meeting with her it was just I fell in love with her and um, someone gave me advice and said if you get someone good you know you treat them the way you're treated in your job yeah. and I said well, you know what do, what, do you, what do you mean you're paid 52 weeks a year so why on earth would your childminder not be now it hadn't crossed my mind yeah. that I wasn't going to but he said um, you know when you take holidays you make sure she's paid when she takes holidays you make sure she's paid just because you're gone on holidays she's she's available to work but just because you're not there for two weeks does that mean she's not going to be paid for two weeks and I said I was always going to do that but that's really really good advice yeah. and um that's the way it's always been so yes two weeks of Christmas and Easter or whenever we go on holidays and she has her holidays we have this amazing relationship that the pay is always the same no matter how much work she does or I do it's the same so I could be at home for three weeks and I might say are you around tomorrow because I'm going to get my hair done mm. I don't want to bring the girls mm. in she's around and then she can also work full time if I need her to be there so it's very good and very that's flexible. the system that works it's a system that's worked for us and um, I suppose it's the same way a crash would work too you know but mm. it's just a person who's been in my life for 11 years so it's wonderful so what has been the most surprising joy oh what with being a mum mm. oh my god I suppose the surprising thing is no matter what age they are even from when they're a few days old to 12 one of them turned 12 this Aww. week they've made me laugh every single Aww. day um, even when they're yeah tiny whether it's a scrunched up face I have laughed every single day since I've become a mum and even on really shitty days <laughs> they make you laugh um, and I didn't think that would happen I think by nature Irish people I'm going to be killed for saying this we tend to be a bit negative it's just in us we yeah. are I think we're comfortable in, in the, the yeah we're comfortable in the trenches <laughs> yeah and I remember being pregnant on Dara people going you know are you wrecked like you know your ankles Jeez, all never swollen sleep. you know get get that nap in next so, you know you won't be getting a nap ever again and you know your oh you're getting your hair done today are you Good luck with getting your hair done now and you, you have a baby. You won't get out the door. You'll be wrecked. There was an awful lot of that where I was like, oh my God. And that just wasn't the case. So I like telling the good, the good side mm-hmm. of things. And no one ever said to me that you will laugh every single day, even if you've just cried an hour beforehand. You will definitely laugh every day with your baby, your one-year-old, your five-year-old, your 10-year-old. Um, and, and it's so important. Don't take it so seriously. Because oh no. there's so much like... You know, the weight of the I, I have to keep you alive is I know. brand new and terrifying. But actually, especially with the with when you are that sleep deprived, there can kind of be a hilariousness to life. Because yeah. it's oh, all just yeah. <laughs> deliriously tired. Deliriously tired. Hysterically tired. Becomes hysterically tired. <laughs> and like, you know, doing something really silly can all of a sudden turn into a massive like eruption of the giggles. And I think that's a really good tip for survival with your partner it as is. well. Like laugh through the, the, the grit 
Because if you start focusing all the things that you feel like you're not doing right. Yeah, or you'll that you'll never, you'll never get, get to do it. again. It's not true. You Everything will return to normal. Your sex life will return to normal. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> it will return to normal. Three kids in. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's normal. Um, oh, The other tip I would always give as well to uh, new mums is enjoy the nighttime feeds because they don't last forever. And they can be bliss. They are peaceful. It's like there's a silence and darkness outside. And that sounds, it can be lonely as well sometimes. Yeah. But I just, I definitely had a mind a mind shift mm. on on Eliza because I was looking at how old Dara was. I was looking at this giant nine-year-old going, where did that happen? I mean, you're nine, never mind nine months. It was nine years had just gone by in a flash. So when I had Eliza, I was able to say, these next nine years are going to fly by so I'm going to enjoy these these months of feeding you on my own this lovely snuggly closeness and um, yes I was exhausted and you know there were nights where when she cried I was like oh god not again but I did when I got up and I sat up with her or I lay down Mm. had her in the bed beside me to enjoy that because it is over very very quickly and She's now robbing every lipstick I own and she's not being breastfed <laughs> for ages. So it's gone. Um, and neither is Bonnie. So it all just goes very quickly. It so goes very quickly. And there's kind of a, there's, it, 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 it provides these really, really beautiful hours mm-hmm. that it's just you, you and the baby. Yes. And Especially if you have other kids. Yeah, it is course. nice to enjoy those nighttime feeds because that is just you two. And you can focus on the time and what, how, how many hours am I going to get to sleep and I need to go to sleep right now and then I'll get three more hours before mm-hmm. the alarm clock but actually there is a bit of power in just letting it go I know there is that I keep saying that Eliza and she sings let it go the whole time and that is a thing just let it go let it happen you're not in control of it no all you can do is actually just like just feed feed and hold and try and remember that you know you won't always get those cuddles no oh no you won't you won't you know. always get those cuddles, but uh, it's hard in the moment. It is. It Some is. Some nights. Yes, it is hard. And starting breastfeeding, starting is is tricky, mm-hmm. very tricky. But um, when you get going, it becomes so easy. I I say it's just like driving. It is so tricky and scary, and you know, first gear is where. Oh no! And you're bunny hopping all over the place, and you're really bad at parking. But when you get going, you're like, this is easy, and yeah. it gives you this freedom when you get a car that you've never had before breastfeeding is exactly the same just stick with it and uh, it becomes quite easy thank you Maraid Ronan for sharing all of your amazing tips all of your amazing advice I can't believe that we've been talking for so long oh my I could, God, we have I know and we could keep going for actually it. keep going oh, there may be another episode in this <laughs> but I am just over the moon that you've joined us on Every Mum and thanks a million for being with me today thanks for having me you for listening to every mom the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please leave a review on itunes and subscribe you can join us on everymom.ie and follow every mom on instagram facebook and twitter this series is kindly supported by water wipes water wipes are an essential for every mom from that first nappy change and during those messy weaning months as creators of the world's purest baby wipes water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and are proud sponsors of Every Mum, the podcast.